I'm literally having PTSD about this story right now. I don't know if I should do the one that I originally did my notes for or if I should do this one. What do you think? Let's see. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to close this out so you can't see it. Makes it bigger. I'm not not looking. I'm not looking. (laughs) Makes the page consume the screen. Okay. I'm holding out my hands for Nini and she's going to pick. Oh, shit. Oh, right, I'm gonna close my eyes. Okay, okay, okay. Eyes. As if you don't know your left. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Wait, my left or your left? <laughs> okay, okay. Then I have the story picked. <gasps> yeah. All right, we're just gonna get into it then. How was how was your week? Let's let's have a little chit chat. Um, let's have a let's have a um, housekeeping. Chatty, chatty. Housekeeping, exactly. Housekeeping. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got my car back this week. Which Lovely. Big Red rides again. You know. Uh, very. You, what's your car's that. name? Big Red. Big Red, like literally Big Red. Big Red. Like bring it on, Big Red. Yeah. I'm still Big Red. Yeah, and that's why I okay. I love that. My name for my car fluctuates um because it's a ford and i love like alliteration (laughs) i love alliteration in my names Mm -hmm. so it's always between um florence florence pew florence pew florence and the machine like there's so many florence italy florence nightingale and then francesca yeah they're both like very cultured right fancy it just honestly depends on the, the mood how in, she's how she's driving that mm-hmm, day. You're like, yeah. what what's what she's are we usually be a today? fucking bitch, but so she's Francesca. <laughs> so she's Francesca. That says a lot to all the Francescas in the world. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Gotcha, I don't gotcha, think gotcha. I've ever met a Francesca. Um, I think there was a Francesca on Married at First Sight or like one of those Love is Blind Nine Day Fiance type Nine Day Day Fiance type shows. Yeah. Okay. I swear. That sounds that that checks out. It checks out, right? Yeah, it yeah. just kind of sounds like a name that would be on that show. Do you remember that one time that you met Big Ed in San Diego? <laughs> How can I forget? And he hit on my friend Destiny. No. He said, come here, girl. I want to take another picture with you. Ah! And she said, because she's nice and she doesn't know how to tell a guy to fuck off. I mean, frankly, n- neither do I. I'm far too nice yeah. to people who are creepy. Yeah. but Because you're free. Yeah, exactly. It's, and the fear that, is like truly everything. I don't understand that part. It's like, no, if you're nice to somebody, it's not because you're genuinely being nice to them. It's because yeah. you're afraid of what could happen if you're not nice Exactly. To them. You're, you fear the repercussions. Welcome to bada life bing, as a bada bada woman. As a female presenting person, it sucks. As a as a she and a they. Mm-hmm. A she and a they. Shit's hard out there. Yep. What did, what did you say earlier? Shai Zimanelli. Shai Zimanelli. I was telling Nini how when I didn't cuss, like, you know, Mormon me or just Mormon, Mormon like life. young child me, instead of saying shit, I would say Shiza. <laughs> and so that kind of became Shiza Manelli, like whenever something happened. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I, I never finished Arrested Development, but like, it makes me laugh. Like, it's yeah. it's not a show I would ever turn down. Like, if someone said, yeah. I should have put on Arrested Development, I'd be like, okay, for sure. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah I, I would honestly take Arrested Development over The Office. Oh, uh, duh. The Office fucking sucks. And yes, I know that's controversial. But I don't care. Oh, for some reason, I thought you were like an office, <laughs> no. an office fanatic. I will literally swipe left or whatever way is no on a person if they have anything remotely the office related. Looking for the pan for my jeans. Um, Michael, or no, Dundler, Dundler, Mifflin, whatever the fuck. Mifflin. Or like, what's your favorite show? You know how there's like prompts on certain dating apps? Like, what's my favorite show? The Office. Bitch, you're boring. Wow, so you have no depth. So you have... Absolutely no depth, no emotional intelligence whatsoever. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, that's. I remember my ex tried to get me to watch it when we were on vacation once. I was like, I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> I'm 
on vacation. <laughs> vacation. Okay. And you're going to put on this torturous show for me. It felt like Clockwork Orange. Like, she peeled my eyes wide <laughs> shut. <laughs> wide shut. Wide open. Like- I was thinking eyes wide shut and Clockwork Orange. Come on, Kubrick. Eyes wide shut was weird. Eyes wide shut has so- that should be a conspiracy that we talk about. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Because that there's a lot of conspiracies. There's weird shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Kubrick, like his death and like how it came out, like post mortem. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I'm gonna save that for later. And save that for a rainy day, even though it is a rainy day even right now. It is a rainy day. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking snowing in Southern California. You guys check it out. Check it out. That's called global warming. Global warming. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that was it. I went too low. Like no, but I feel like we matched, like yeah. harmonized. Pitch Perfect 4. <laughs> Coming at you. On a grassy knoll. Pitch Perfect 4. <laughs> no, Pitch Perfect 4, colon, on a on grassy knoll. Yes. Yeah, or no, semicolon. Semicolon. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyways. Okay. I remember my, we went to a, a liquor store for my dad to get chew because he chews like a fucking really? disgusting person. Oh, yeah. Gross. I know it's gross. And um, he was like, where did you get your liquor from when you were underage? And I was like, that's private information <laughs> <laughs> i'm not an op <laughs> like what the fuck do you what mean what do you think i'm a fucking narc do you want a narc on my friends bro on my and that's literally what my mom said she said she's not gonna tell you like be so for real literally from your house the call is coming from inside the house <laughs> the balls from inside the house oh, man. <laughs> but honestly it's thanks to my parents that i have good taste in alcohol because like yeah if you can't drink vodka i just look at you different like be like wow. Be honest with yourself. Vodka is good. Like this is what people a vodka based cocktails. Obviously I'm yes. not a vodka shooter. Like no. you can't take a shot you of vodka. No. That's just not normal. That's not normal. <laughs> That's not right. But cocktail cocktails. Yes. Strictly cocktails. Vodka it's it's cocktails. a vodka based cocktail. Yeah, they're me, superior. Sure. They really are. They're a Moscow good. mule, I mean it's really cold the whole time. Okay. Are you ready for my story? Where are you taking me today, Bailey? So today, I don't know if you guys have caught up on this yet, but Nini and I switch yes. topics each week. Every week. Mm-hmm. So last week I was conspiracy. So this week I'm paranormal. Paranormal. I love these. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm not looking still. I'm not looking still. I just need to um move the like page over that way. Okay, wait. <laughs> That way I can see both of them. Yeah. (laughs) That way I can keep an eye on the timer and not go for 20 minutes like we did last time. Mm -hmm. Right? Even though it did save. It did. But it was still scary. (laughs) It was frightening. We thought we lost like a chunk of... We still know it's okay. Yeah. Unfortunately. I think by like episode like 12 we'll be like fucking... I think that's a good number actually. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. The number of the day is How do I... I think the smaller. Small. Does it have like the little? Oh no! I'm just a baby. I don't know how to work things. Yours does. It does split screen, right? It does. I'm on split screen right now. But how do I make this side Can, smaller, it, like in documents? Does it pop up like if you hover in the middle? No, I mean up? in like in the page. Oh, I want oh, Google um... Docs to get smaller, like the the font. Oh, do um. The magnifying. One hundred percent. Yeah, change it down to ninety. Oh, or like ninety-five. Yes, or whatever that's perfect. You know okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay, so are you ready to talk 
about a hot <laughs> <laughs> drops phone. So, I excitement. was so excited. Okay, sorry, sorry. Okay. Are you ready to talk about a haunted boat? <gasps> Introducing Whoa. the Royal Mail ship, the Queen Mary. <gasps> It's gonna be good. So she was launched in 1936. Oh, I didn't. A flagship jewel in the Cunard White Star Cruise Line crown. Mm-hmm. And I know I pronounced that correctly because I Googled the pronunciation before Cunard. I did. Cunard. I love that. That sounds fancy. At 1,019 feet long, the Queen Mary was the longest ship in the world. And hear this even longer than the Eiffel Tower is tall. Isn't that fucking crazy? The Queen Mary is that fucking big? That big, bro. Have you ever been on the Queen Mary? Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm like, what right? the fuck? <laughs> but like, I feel like you never get to see like the full capacity because you're, you're like a little ant staring up at something bigger than you. So you don't, you don't get like the full, the full gig. Yeah. Yeah. The, the full gig, if you will. So she was a giant of the sea yes. being bigger, faster, and more powerful than the ill-fated Titanic. <gasps> Which is like sad to even think about because like people died. Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Kim. Kim, there's people that are dying. Oh my god, you sound so <laughs> like her. You're so Courtney Kardashian. And then I had a little question to myself mm-hmm. because I was like, why do we refer to ships mm-hmm. and a lot of just like inanimate objects as female? Mm. So I Googled why are, bo- why are boats referred to as she? And old English texts um are referring to like Latin oh, okay. uh, denominations of words. Okay. So uh, in Latin, ship means navis, uh-huh. which is a feminine word. Oh. So it made boats female, and calling them she is an ancient custom of giving genders to in- in- inanimate objects. What? Yeah. So, an ancient custom. An That's ancient custom. Custom. <laughs> an ancient custom. Ancient custom. Okay. 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 Do we want to cut it off at five minutes, or how long should we? I think we should do ten. Ten. Okay. Just so it doesn't go like you're not having to deal with so many. You guys are getting like the full scoop of us. We're behind the scenes recording right now, guys. You're you're in on the action. You're welcome. So the Queen Mary, her craftsmanship was unparalleled at the time, and today it is still considered to be one of the most elegant passenger ships ever built. She is still very beautiful. To give you a little context, during her reign, um, this North Atlantic liner carried a veritable of who's who's of celebrities, artists, and political dignitaries across open waters. Oh. So from Bob Hope, don't know who that is, Elizabeth Taylor, obviously. Obviously. To President Dwight D. Eisenhower. Oh. And the Kennedys. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This elite clamored to enjoy this mobile luxury hotel and its upscale amenities. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. ah. Mm. <laughs> Moans. <laughs> Moans directly into Mike. No, I was going to, and then I. I and then you refrain. Yeah, no. The intrusive thoughts was. <laughs> because of her sheer power and swiftness, the Queen Mary was ultimately drafted during World War II okay. to ferry Allied troops to the heart of the fight. Oh. Yes, that's scary. She went into shit, dude. <sighs> she was down and dirty. <laughs> now, following the war, Queen Mary was refitted for passenger service, and mm-hmm. along with Queen Elizabeth, oh. who, you know, they Sister didn't really <laughs> strain any muscles naming these, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they, they looked up in the encyclopedia, Queens. Queens, please. <laughs> 
Um, so they both commenced the two-ship transatlantic passenger service for what they were, like, originally built for. Okay. was, like, a passenger service. Mm-hmm. The two ships dominated the transatlantic passenger transportation market until the dawn of the jet age, oh, which shit. is, like, the late 1950s. Oh, wow. Where, that's like, a... airplanes become, like, a thing, mm-hmm. basically. That's a good run, though. By the mid-1960s, Queen Mary was aging, which is sad, because, like... Ha- how sad that femininity, even in an inanimate object, is still like associated with aging. And, it's like, still shamed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's terrible. Yep. And even though she was popular, she was operating at a loss. It's Me fucked too. up. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, dude. <laughs> All right. So. After several years of decreased profits from Mm -hmm. Cunard Line, Queen Mary was officially retired from service in 1967. (laughs) Even though my mom told us that we take too many tangents, I'm going to go on a tangent really quick. That has nothing to do with anything except for, do you remember, did you ever watch Even Stevens? Yes. We went to the moon in 1969. (gasps) Not 1968, but the year late. I love how you just pulled that out of the depths of your mind. That's literally like when I heard 1967, I was like, you know what? This two years after 1967, 1969, when we first went to the moon. moon. I hate, I've been seen, and this is like such hater vibes because we're obviously a podcast and we should be in support of other podcasts but like people from ned's to classified school survival guide oh yeah they made a podcast and like the people from wizard wizards of waverly place made one i'm just like shut up like you already got your fame and fortune like you guys are really sucking the teeth of disney and nickelodeon fame yeah like let let us let us have our time smaller children who have never had any kind of nepotism i would like the teeth i would (laughs) <laughs> please, please, mother. <laughs> mother podcast. <sighs> okay. Sorry, mom. No, sorry, mom. <clears throat> so the Queen Mary left Southampton for the last time on August or August, October 31st. Hello, oh, Halloween. Spooky. 1967. Okay. And sailed to the port of Long Beach, California, which if you don't know where California is, it's in the United States. Yes silly goose (laughs) so she remains like a permanent fixture there Mm -hmm. she's like a landmark much of the machinery including one of the two engine rooms three of the four propellers and all of the boilers were removed i know now it serves as a tourist attraction featuring restaurants a museum and a hotel Mm -hmm. this place is listed on the national register of historic places oh yeah Wow, she really she had a lot lot going on mm-hmm. in a very short. She's kind of cool. She's yeah. really the it girl. She she did that, dude. So although the Mary the Mary the Queen Mary's rich history may have garnered the vessel some impressive titles, mm-hmm. she has recently earned a more notorious mm-hmm. designation. Ghost stories from the Queen Mary suggest that it may be one of the most haunted ships in the world. Scary stories about the Queen Mary say she is riddled with phantom figures, cold spots, disembodied voices, and the craft has made her way onto the ultimate ghost hunting bucket list for obvious good reason. And I, as a personal, you know, anecdote, 
um, have been to the Queen Mary ghost hunting tour twice. You went twice? Twice. Hey. I went one with like on a date, which uh-huh. was like the coolest second date I've ever had in my oh, life. And the second time was for Brett's birthday. Oh, cool. And we went after like a little bar hop. It was really nice. It was, it was a super fun time. That's but awesome. I got really sick and not because I had drank too much, but like because I think like bad vibes were happening. <gasps> mm-hmm. I was nauseous the entire time. Like I had to sit down on multiple occasions. Yeah, oh, <laughs> it was bad. Dude, fuck that. It was scary. Whether the Queen Mary is, you know, dominating history or paranormal lore, she continues to prove that she is the queen of them all. (laughs) She's that girl. She's that girl. So now I'm going to tell you about, you know, like the most famous ghosts aboard this vessel. So buckle up or... You know, like whatever you do p- to prepare yourself on a boat. Uh, Tighten your laugh jacket. Life jacket. Laugh jacket. <laughs> laugh jacket. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna go kill myself right now on air. <laughs> oh my gosh. Said that like um like Daniel jacket. Craig and um in Knives Out. <laughs> Giving her qual Poirot. Oh man. Okay, wait. I'm trying to do that thing again. There we go. There we are. So in the early mornings of July 10th, 1966, the crew of the Queen Mary ran a routine emergency drill. Mm -hmm. While near the engine room during the drill, 18-year-old crew member John Petter attempted to squeeze through the door number 13 while it was completing its 60-second closing process. (sighs) Unfortunately, he gravely miscalculated and was crushed to death. The door nearly severed his body. (gasps) Oh, dude. Which, okay, I think this is fucked up. Because people now refer to him as Half-Hatch Harry. Oh, that's fucked up. It's fucked up. Um, <sighs> he's often spotted in corridors and elevators surrounding the engine room. And those visiting, quote, Shaft Alley, the narrow passage from the engine room to the stern, mm-hmm. have reported seeing a bearded man in dated work overalls following them and then suddenly disappearing near door 13. Oh, dude. Yeah. And on the ghost tour... You go down into Shaft Alley, or what I think is Shaft Alley, because we talked about Half Hatch Harry, mm-hmm. um, and we did the dowsing rods. Oh, okay. And they were going everywhere, bro. And then we had one of the thermometers mm-hmm. that you can, like, obviously watch, like, the temperature in the room. Mm-hmm. Dropped every time we asked it to. It was fucking weird. No, I swear dude. to God. Oh, and the guy that. that I was on a date with um, is a huge skeptic, very, like, right-brained uh-huh. and so he'd be like no no like this doesn't make sense like this there has to be like some kind of draft that they're playing with us and i'm like but i would ask it to like drop like two degrees three degrees four degrees and it would listen and so i'm like how can you explain that like be be for real because if it's just dropping like a few degrees the same time like each time over and over again like okay then yeah obviously it's a draft of like continuous air mm-hmm. but for it to like listen to what i was asking it takes spooky. commands. Yeah, that, that's very spooky. It knows enough to take commands. Horrifying. There are also claims of clothing or purses being tugged on, banging of pipes, and greasy handprints appearing out of nowhere, like, near this door. Mm, yeah, it's gross. scary. Yeah, I don't like greasy anything, so that's, that's odd. So I'm just going to kind of, like, go through, like, all these little ghost stories slash paranormal snippets. Mm-hmm. So, a man named John Henry is rumored to have died near the generator room while working on the construction crew of the Queen Mary in the 1930s. Today, unexplained noises and sightings of a shadowy figure plague that era. 
People inside the room have reported being touched, having their cheeks brushed, which is like very intimate. Oh, yeah. And being pushed or tugged on. There have also been claims of spirits looking down at people through a hole in the ceiling and then darting away. So you can oh! see them. <laughs> I know. For some it's reason, so that, like the peeking out, it, it's, it says child to me. Exactly. Even though it's probably not, but it's that's not. horrifying. But like, you know how a, a people um, speculate that like dark spirits imitate children mm-hmm. in order to, to gain like, your trust? Yes, exactly. <gasps> I didn't know. <laughs> the most common sounds from the area are persistent clanks. And taps on the hole, which I, I I wish I knew more of like boat anatomy to like understand like what they're talking about. But I'm assuming the hole is like it's like the, the front the, starboard, the like, like inside the whole like interior part of the ship. I think oh, anything like on like that's like an actual wall or not like an alley is the, the hole because it's like the shell. Interesting. Boat experts, if any of my homies are boat experts, please please hit me up. Let me, me know. HMU, <laughs> bang my line. <laughs> well, speed of banging. Oh. Some say the sounds are consistent with men working on a ship. Uh, so, like, banging, clanging, dude. sounds of tools, drilling. Imagine just being at work for, like, eternity. <laughs> you mean corporatism? You mean neoliberalism? You, you mean, mean life you today? Mean, you mean, like, stage capitalism? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm about to spiral. <laughs> a downward spiral, hello. Okay. One of the most famous spirits aboard the Queen Mary is known as Jackie. Oh. I'm like, Jackie Kennedy, hello. <laughs> Jackie, oh. <laughs> While it's unknown whether or not Jacqueline Torin drowned in the second-class pool, she has continued to spook both guests and investigators for decades. So Jackie is actually one of the most recorded spirits aboard the Queen Mary and is known for audibly answering questions and leaving behind lively EVP exchanges. <gasps> yeah. Tour guides often try to coax little Jackie, which is a, she's a child, mm-hmm. into singing a guest a song, and occasionally she does. So she's a playful ghost who often interacts with visitors in either the first or the second class pool mm-hmm. because they were, you know, like you bought tickets, like depending on your like Social status of wealth. Status, yeah. yeah. So many have claimed to hear her giggling, laughing, singing, splashing in the pool, and asking for either her parents or her teddy bear. Oh, dude. That would bum me out if I heard that as an EVP. Like, I'm, I want my mom. I'm my mom. Oh, my bear. Me. That is so sad. Me as a grown woman, I'm like, oh. when I'm too high, oh, I don't want my mom. Can you hold me? <laughs> oh, man. Now, guests say that they have even heard her playing with other children, like, aboard the ship. <gasps> Quote, we came into the pool and I heard giggling. The sound of a little girl playing in the area, and at that point, I noticed there was splashing, said Kathy Love, cool name, a maintenance supervisor on the ship. She says, the splashing stopped, the giggling continued, and we observed the wet footprints of a small child (gasps) walking across into the locker room. I know what I saw. I'm not exactly sure why I saw it, but I know it was there, unquote. Bruh. Dude. Like... Imagine seeing that happen in front of you. That, what, what would you do? Even, I feel like even the most hardened skeptic cannot fucking explain Mm-mm. that one away. That's insane. It's really scary. And this place, like, um, the same ex and I that tried making me watch. It's it giving me. Um, we went to the Queen Mary for one of our anniversaries, I think. And we got one of the most haunted rooms. Had no idea. And I fell asleep like... <sighs> 
like donezo like (laughs) and she said that she was up all night hearing like clanging and footsteps and like feeling cold brushes of air and i was like oh and my bad i'm i'm i from what i remember the queen mary like the part that's the hotel now it's really big Mm -hmm. so i'm assuming they wouldn't put guests no like that close to each other within like a room or two so hearing footsteps Mm -hmm. like that late at night I just remember walking in and as- assuming there would be like a modern hotel room and it it's literally not. It's a fucking it's the Wood same battling everywhere? You, no, like it's literally like the same rooms that they had in 1930s like <gasps> Queen Mary. It was awful. They we had are. to ask for a a stand-up fan to be put into the room because it was so hot. Yeah. Oh, it was no, yeah. miserable. I'm just... like I did not just pay $500 First class for <laughs> for no air conditioning, bro. So anyways, Please. if you want, like, a, a cool, authentic experience, cool, tiny experience, then go to the Queen Mary. But if not, go to the fucking Holiday Inn like I would prefer to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. During World War II, mm-hmm. the Queen Mary was obviously put into active duty for her country. Mm-hmm. And because of the gray paint job that she was given, a uh, Allied troop transport ship named her the Grey Ghost. Ooh, that's fucking dope. And at the time, it was customary for ships to sail in a zigzag pattern in order to counter any U-boat attacks, right? Oh, huh. So large crafts or larger crafts would often be carried through open water by smaller vessels that would provide an anti-aircraft cover. Oh. Now, Germany had made it clear that the Queen Mary was a target. Oh shit. And at the time, Adolf Hitler actually offered 250,000 and an iron cross to any submarine captain capable of sinking her. Whoa. I know. Whoa. She got some cool history. She had a bounty <laughs> on her head. That's dope as shit. <laughs> no, literally. And because of this, the vessel was given orders to never stop while out in open sea, or else she was likely to become the victim of an intense U-boat fire, okay? (gasps) Now, in October 1940... Ooh, we're... Kill a cow. Okay. HMS, kill a cow. Sorry. I'll fuck her recording. Sorry. We'll cut this. Um... In 1942, yes. October of 1942 to be exact, yes. the Queen Mary's escort ship, the uh, HMS Kirikau, according to Google, <laughs> according to Google, Google that's how you pronounce it, yes. um, they were struggling to keep up and tried to recoup some ground by running straight ahead instead of zigzagging. That's the one thing they told you not to do. The Queen Mary collided so hard with the Kirikau that the smaller ship was severed in two. <gasps> And due to her orders, the Queen Mary sailed on. The Kirakau sank in less than six minutes, and only 99 men survived. A 99 men sounds like they're saying it's, like, a small amount, so I'm assuming there was, like, a lot of men. Because it was a sailing ship, I mean. Yeah, oh my god. The Queen Mary's escort ship, yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> That's fucked up. And the Queen Mary just yelled out. That reminds me of cheer when someone gets hurt in the middle of a routine oh, and at competition. Like, everybody keeps going. Even if like, they're oh, screaming you broke your on the floor. Oh, you broke your ankle. Just Sorry. keep going. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, That's horrible. Absolutely ruthless. Yeah, absolutely straight ruthless, ruthless dude. <laughs> One story is about John Smith, who, while working in the bow of the ship, he's a marine engineer, mm-hmm. um, he claimed to hear sounds of rushing water, metal tearing, and men screaming on several different occasions. Much later, 
After Smith read an article about the cure to cow, he said, quote, the very area where I heard that mysterious water rushing was the exact same area that was damaged when the ship hit the cure to cow. He said, this is what it would have sounded like and felt like if I had been in that compartment at the same time. Oh, dude, I just got chills. That's fucked up. The sounds of metal tearing. Like, do you know metal how tearing, loud that has to be? Water rushing and men screaming. Do you know how loud that has to be? Like, that must be very overwhelming and like overpowering almost. Like, I feel like you would get caught up. Like, you would just go into shock like immediately. Exactly. Like, your brain would try to shield you from the horrors. This is even sadder because others have had similar experiences. Some have said that they heard what sounded like dozens of hands pounding on the sides of the ship, begging to be let aboard. And I'm like, Pearl Harbor, who? <laughs> no, it's I'm really like, that sad. Is like, no, like, actually. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's awful. <laughs> I was going to say, Ben Affleck was in the <laughs> Pearl Harbor, right? <laughs> Not the historical one, but the, what is it, the Jerry Bruckheimer one? Yeah. He was, right? I, I think, yes, okay. yes, he was. And, and our boy, Josh Hartnett. Oh, man. Yeah. I was I was about to Google Thanks. it, but I'm, like, pretty sure that was Ben Thanks. Affleck. Yeah, no, it's, it, I, I got you. Let's figure it I will Google it for you. It came out to Real time news coming at you from it, Anagrassi Knoll. It is indeed. Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck. Yes. Kate I'm so Beck proud of myself. Mm-hmm. But look at Josh Hartnett. Look at that fucking... Josh Hartnett was so beautiful that in his prime. sweet, beautiful face. He's, he's so good. That looking. square jaw, the freckles. The, the floppy hair. The floppy Harry hair. Harry Styles could never. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> the Queen Mary was a magnet for stars and the creme de la creme back in her heyday, right? Mm-hmm. But perhaps her most famous frequent visitor was British Prime Minister Winston Churchill. What? No way. Yep. This powerhouse stayed on the board um, several times throughout World War II. And the entire M deck was reserved for him and his entourage. Mm -hmm. And Churchill often stated that the ship was his headquarters on the sea. I know. (laughs) Dang. That's kind of bad bitch energy. That's bad as fuck. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) It was during one of those trips that he signed the D-Day Declaration. <gasps> can you believe? Bro. Guests can visit that. the lounge named after him and his own private suite that he inhabited during the war years. Yeah. But many hotel guests claim that those aren't the only private touches Churchill left behind. <gasps> Lodgers have reported citing Churchill himself <gasps> near private quarters as well as the promenade, sun, and sports decks. Oh, so he's he's having a tour. He's he's, hey. he's getting his laps in. Good for him. Which like that's cool because obviously he enjoyed being on it. So like, what a bad bitch energy escapade it is to like last the lasting years of. <laughs> I can't talk right now. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> like you get to spend your eternity. In, like, you get to spend eternity place. in your favorite place. What would just what vibing would your eternity be? Like where would I go? Yeah. Um... Like what's your favorite place? Ah, Coronado Beach. Interesting. Yeah. Mine would be Laguna Beach. Yeah. yeah. That like Coronado Beach, like the beach that's pretty much in front of the Hotel Del. Like mm. that would that would be my spot. I love that. Yeah. Good memories associated with that. Yeah, definitely. There, there's like this really cool rock formation that like you can sit on and like watch the sunset. It's really? really? Yeah, I would just I vibe right that. there. Yeah. I think actually mine would be Lake Gregory, which is in Crescent, California, which is where Ooh. I grew up. 
Lake Greg. Lake Greg. Ooh. Lake Gregory, yeah. I spent like most of my childhood there and it just like has such positive associations. Yeah. You like swam in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, swam. Cool. There was like a big water slide that you can like dump into the lake into. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was really that. cool. Okay, cool. so getting back to Churchill himself being in this goddamn ship. Yes. Thumps bumps disembodied voices and someone clearing their throat have been heard emanating from churchill's empty suite and that was like his thing right mm-hmm. the, the throat clearing oh because <laughs> he smoked a lot yeah oh shit exactly <laughs> That's so because the most common occurrence is an overpowering smell of heavy cigar smoke <gasps> near his room and on the m deck even though no one is allowed to smoke in those areas Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Why didn't I just do the McDonald's voice? <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> That's crazy. Honestly, like phantom smells are one of my like kind of favorite like paranormal manifestations. Right. I think I think it's really cool. I it's it's actually interesting that they mentioned like the cigar smoke because my mom will always smell cigarette smoke, and my eldest brother who passed away smoked cigarettes like frequently and so like that's like the smell that she has associated with him yeah and she'll say she says she smells it randomly sometimes and she's like comforted by it almost yeah it's really sweet that is so freaking sweet it's really sweet i love that now persistent complaints of strange noises footsteps faucets turning on and off hangers moving in the closet which scares the fuck out of me if i'm being honest no furniture moving voices guests being touched the comforter being ripped off of your bed and numerous other incidents caused management to close b340 the room up can you believe and i swear to god we stayed on the b level oh and that's why like i'm not even i'm not even kidding even with the room no longer available to the guests spending the night the activity continued and the room was stripped completely bare Guests in neighboring rooms still report unusual noises, which, like, sorry, Kimmy, that you had to experience that by yourself while I was passing the fuck out next to you. As well as sightings of full-bodied apparitions appearing in front of them and then vanishing through the rooms, like, going into B340. Oh, dude. So that's creepy. Just the visual... Like if you could like slice the ship in half, you yeah. know, yeah, you would see like all the all the state rooms, like you know, with the their like decor and everything, mm-hmm. and just in the middle, there's a fucking empty space. That is scaring. The I'm shit laughing out of me. because I'm scared, and like that... my body doesn't know how to react. <laughs> like just nothing, just white walls. Oh, that's terrifying. Oh, okay, but now I have to like do something that's only certified because of a grassy knoll, right? Because. There's another possibility here with the Queen Mary. Instead of it being haunted, Disney could have made it all up. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? Plot twist. In 1988, (laughs) Disney acquired the Queen Mary when it bought out the Rather Corp, which managed the attraction. For their haunted passages tour, they hired actors and decorated certain areas to look more decayed or rotting. Author Brian Clune claims that Disney needed a scary story for B340 since that room was empty enough to be used for the new haunted tour. But if the story is indeed invented, it doesn't explain the ongoing activity reported by visitors to the ship. So, what do you think? Oh my god. (laughs) Because when I got to the end of that research, I was like... (laughs) What do you mean? I've been so severely affected by all of these ghost stories. I'm like, how could it just be fucking made up? Like, I'm very upset. 
I'm very upset. I'm, 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 I'm upset. processing <laughs> right now. What? Oh, I know. Why does Disney have to ruin everything? Like, genuinely. Like, Santa Barbara's really nice, though. Yeah, it's pretty. Is it, I do is like, it like, very white, though? Yes. Mm. Any, I feel like any beach town is very, like, predominantly white. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, not related to beaches at all, but when I went to Portland with Julie, like, mm. I also felt very a place a little bit. I was like, wow. Well, Oregon's one of the last places that have Sundown Town, right? Like, I think so, yeah. actually very racist. Yeah. I, was like, I didn't know that. For I was a like, really this is time. bizarre, dude. Like, I, we're like the only brown people in this place, Julie, and we're not even that dark. <laughs> That's scary, it dude. That happens to me at Santa Rosa like, all the time. That happens to me at Santa Rosa. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like one time, me and my dad were in there in like summertime, uh, so we're in like tank tops and shorts, and I was like, "Dad, looks around." I, and, I, and I told, I was like, "Dad, look," and he just kind of followed my eyes, and he was just like, <laughs> he was just as confused as, as I was. Like clearly, we're not the target demographic for Stater Brothers. <laughs> Why does Stater Brothers have like a racist undertone? <laughs> Next week on Underground. We just <laughs> triangulated our location, bro. Because Stater Brothers is like a Southern California. Predominantly Southern California. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like it's only like I swear. I've never seen a Stater Brothers outside of the IE. The IE. The IE. The Indian Empire. KGGA. <laughs> 105.9. That's what it reminded me of. Okay, let me open my, my gummy snacks. Yes, please. Bit. Open your gummy snacks. And then, Tell me. <gasps> Oh no! Drop my gummy. Not a, not a gummy drop. Okay, I can't. Nobody put your foot down. It's like all the way over there. Oh. Nobody's reaching it. Bilbo will get it one day. Okay. Wow. Stretchy McStretcherson. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> a crispy bone, stretchy buttons. <laughs> okay. Um. Your turn. It is my turn. Yes, we have arrived at the conspiracy section of the pod. Um. Okay. If you've been around me for like the last couple of months while Bailey and I were getting ready for the pod, you've probably heard me talk about this conspiracy because when Bailey and I started the idea like to reboot the podcast, I was like, this just we have to fucking do this. Yes. But first, let me ask you something. Okay. When was the so last excited. time you bought a mattress? Oh. I actually can name this just because just because I recently moved like within like the past five years mm -hmm. and i was switching beds so oh, okay. i did have to buy a mattress oh okay yeah. and it was but it was from not a mattress store itself but a furniture store mm -hmm. yes interesting yes. okay okay um so it was a furniture store yeah well i got my beloved mattress from sam's club so Ooh. also not a, yeah not a, not a mattress, not a mattress store. store um like six years ago probably because oh, wow. um, the one i had before was like a hand-me-down mm. um i think it was my brother's I feel like all mattresses bed. start as hand-me-downs. Yeah, and then, um, I don't know if you remember, but, like, in high school, like, my bed was on the floor. I do remember. Like, that. I hadn't, like, there was, like, no base or anything. It was straight-up mattress kind of on floor. A little home, a oh. little, a little homely, like, um, Tinder guy that you just went home with. <laughs> and, it, yeah. and his bed is on like the floor. Like, a lightly tussled bed on the floor. Exactly. Um, yeah, but I had it on the floor also because I wanted to make more room for my posters. <laughs> I respect that so much. <laughs> so I I sacrificed that uh that bed frame for uh motionless and white hey. and my chemical romance posters. <laughs> Obviously. I'll forgive my chemical romance, but motionless and white. <laughs> Listen, it was 2012. They were really they just done their first album. Really oh good. man. Anyways, back to mattresses. Well, specifically mattress firm stores. Ooh. For example, 
within 30 miles of us. There are 10 mattress firm stores. Are you for real? Yes. Now, that doesn't sound terribly unreasonable, given that our town is kind of small and further away from large cities like Riverside or like, you know, like Joshua Tree, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But this isn't the case for other states. And in 2018, a Reddit user claimed that the overabundance of mattress firms in their town was motive enough to suspect a conspiracy. So let me let me take you back to right. 2018. Okay. Um, unfortunately, this user deleted their Reddit, so we don't know their Aww, username. And I, you know, I love to say a username. Yeah. Um, but it was originally posted on the thread, uh, what conspiracy do you 100% buy into and why? And the user wrote the following comment. Quote, Mattress Firm is some sort of giant money laundering scheme. They are fucking everywhere and always empty. I remember seeing four mattress firms all on one corner of an intersection once. There is no way there is such a demand for mattresses. No. Edit. A few people seem confused. I'm talking about multiple of the same mattress store, all in close proximity to each other, not different mattress companies. Like, if there were four different companies all next to each other, I get that. But these are the same company. The Literally mattress firms. Mattress firm. And right under this original um, comment, user Ferg Noir um, offered their encounter with multiple mattress firms in their town in Colorado. Oh, shit. We literally were just talking about this at my office. Oh, I forgot to say quote. Quote. We were literally just talking about this at my office. We are in a small shopping center, literally two other mattress firms in our section, separate storefronts, and one directly across the street from our shopping center. We have never seen anyone in there, no matter the time of day or the day of the week. The only time I ever see anyone exit the building or enter is the guy taking his smoke breaks. Are you for real? Yes. That, why does that, like, freak me out? Like, that's spooky to me. Not, like, not even in a conspiracy way. Just, like, ghost town. Like, these empty fucking mattress stores. Like, just, like, and they're all very pale in color. Very pale. They're playing, like, elevator music when yeah. you walk in. They have really big signs in the windows. It's kind usually. of musty. Yeah. 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 And I, I swear to God. Hell. The mattress store in our town, the uh-huh. mattress firm, I have never once seen a living soul walk into it or out of it. I've seen people inside of it, like oh the God, employees, but I'm I've like, never... I'm triangulating the spot that we're literally talking about. Yes. Okay. I was like, where's the fucking mattress firm in our town? But yes. Okay. No, yes. I'm like, you know. There's you know literally... Sto- there's people in every other uh, establishment next in to it. In that shopping center, yes. Mm-hmm. But I have Except never seen that one. anyone in that mattress Wow. Room. Wow. So, Berg Noir ended with either it's a front for something or the world's most boring time. Oh. Now, which is scarier, <laughs> it, which is even scarier, exactly, or something else. Now, mind you, the most basic queen size mattress um, available on Mattress Room's website right now is a memory foam mattress priced at $189. Although it has an average rating of three out of five stars from 400 reviews, while the best rated mattress will set you back a cool $4,199. $4,000 for a mattress? Jesus Christ, you could put a fucking you could buy a, a used car i was gonna say i was like you could put a fucking like entire payment down for a car yeah that, that's a, a large amount of money but i wouldn't trust the five-star reviews of eight people that clearly make oh, more money than us yeah so i digress the eight reviews bro and um just to make things a little weirder okay the average person buys a new mattress once every seven to ten years i was gonna say i feel like people don't buy them that often no Unless so like the demand? unless your mattress like burns down for some reason, right? Or there's gonna be some weird statistic, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, spontaneous combustion. <laughs> I didn't look into those facts, but I probably should for another episode. Yes, um, I digress. So 
how many how are so many of these places able to keep the lights on staff employed and rent paid if you've never seen actual customers in sight money laundering <laughs> precisely precisely <laughs> precisely <laughs> and for those of you that need a little refresher money laundering is the illegal process of making large amounts of money or taking large amounts of money from uh, a generated usually in criminal activity and you pass it through a legitimate source or financial system to make it seem like you gained those funds legitimately. Yeah, I was like, legitimized. And of course, as a child of the internet, I went to Snopes to read up on this theory. <laughs> okay. And it offered me this information. Okay. Quote, it's true that there were once five mattress firm stores within one mile of each other in the city of Sherville, Indiana. On December 6, 2015, the Times of Northwest Indiana published the headline, Mattress Firm Now Has Five Stores Less Than a Mile Apart. It reported that the ubiquitous mattress firm now has five stores in eight-tenths of a mile at the border of Sherville and Highland and six within a 2.5-mile stretch along Indianapolis Boulevard. <laughs> now. Again, I ask you, my fellow man, where is the demand for these products? Where are these mattresses going? No, literally. The newspaper also noted that three of the Sherville locations were not originally opened as mattress firm stores, okay. but they were company acquisitions of back-to-bed and bedding experts stores that also sold mattresses. Interesting. Stores. Okay. Mm -hmm. As of 2021, only two of the five locations remained. Now, this was like 2018. This was kind of the beginning of something a little weird. People mm -hmm. were, were talking about it. Right. It wasn't necessarily going viral, yes. but people were talking about this. So, the former mattress firm CEO, Ken Murphy, actually responded to the conspiracy claims in January of 2018. Really? What did he say? He told Business Insider, quote, The idea that the proximity of mattress firm store locations is related to money laundering or any illegal activity is absolutely false. Our convenient locations in highly trafficked areas keep us top of mind when it's time to buy a mattress. Be so for real. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, another source. All right, cool. So, in my research, right. I found this really great blog post by um, Pooja Valera at um, Loyola University, Chicago oh. School of Law. Okay. Um, on blogs.luc.edu. An edu. Edu, babes. Oh, edu. Yes. It's a blog, but it's an edu blog. That's we're we're um we're educated here. We're educated. Um, that covers all the bases of the money laundering theory, and okay. I broke it. And they broke it down into three parts, and I broke it down into three smaller parts. Okay, so okay. So their first uh section is why do people think mattress firms are laundering money? So apart from the Sherrillville, Indiana intersection that okay. had those five stores right. a mile of each other, a few years ago, mattress firm acquired rival stores Sleepies and Sleep Train. Which some redditors sleep claim train. sleep train. Mm -hmm. Oh shit! Yeah, the you, I'm like you know the one. You know it. Um, which some redditors claimed multiple stores equals more places to shuffle money. Yes, clearly. And mattress firm was unfortunately caught up in a bribery lawsuit against former in-house developers, an external broker, and two executives. Are you? Oh my god! <laughs> mattress firm is dark, right? What the, the lore the for mattress firm is dark <laughs> as fuck, dude. It's dark as fuck. Wow. Okay, so there's the bribery lawsuit. Okay. And Mattress Firm was bought um, by South African retailer Steinhoff for $3.8 billion. Ooh, that's a large number. An acquisition that even analysts considered odd. Even though the brand was being threatened by up-and-coming mattress brands like Casper and Purple. 
except valid because those are like the they're the big ones now yeah everybody buys their mattresses online and they come in a nice little and i hear their ads all the time yeah i want a purple mattress though because they look cool they're (laughs) like that like grid shit fun fact of life for you if you are struggling to like connect to somebody's wi-fi type in purple.com and it'll lead you to the the like most developed wi-fi like connection yeah It'll take you Oh, there. my God. So, like, if you're at Starbucks and, uh-huh. like, your Wi-Fi's not connecting, just type in purple.com. And it'll take you to the Starbucks <laughs> Wi-Fi page. No yes. My friend Denise taught me that in undergrad. That is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Fun fact. It'll help you connect to it'll the internet. Purple.com. And... Just remember that. And it'll help you sleep better. Help. Yep. Now. Now. The Steinhoff Company, the South African uh, retailer that bought Mattress Firm, okay. has its own history of problems, Ooh. such as a 62% drop in their stock prices and, quote-unquote, accounting irregularities that resulted in the resignations of two executives and the chairman of the company. Even more scandalous. But wait. There's more? There's more. Ah! Steinhoff themselves are facing a money laundering probe <gasps> from the government of South Africa. <laughs> no you've got to be kidding me uh mm-hmm. and now we're gonna get a little bit into the bribery lawsuit just oh, to, just to lay some just lay some background lay some for, you. for me so in october 2018 mattress firm filed a lawsuit against two former employees bruce levy and ryan vinson a broker alex deach and a group of developers accusing them of conspiring to push the mattress company towards a rapidly accelerating expansion in the united states Oh. Mattress Firm alleged in the suit that the former employees received financial kickbacks and bribes in exchange for business to, quote-unquote, financially enrich themselves at the company's expense oh. by aggressively expanding, opening stores in expensive locations based on falsified sales forecasts, and signing shop leases well above market rates. Oh. Not only that, but it was said that the broker, Alex Deach, in the suit, bribed the employees with expensive watches, <gasps> cash, and trips around the world. <laughs> let me let me just the fact that there's like legitimate evidence behind there's this legitimate theory. evidence for the mattress firm bribery conspiracy. conspiracy. Okay, and according to the suit, Levy and Vincent received not only the watches and the trips around the world, but diamonds, private jet trips, and I think I found the brand of the expensive watch, a Roger Dubuis watch, which I looked at the price range for. Oh, yeah. And these watches fucking cost anywhere from $18,000 to $200,000. That's a house. Do you know how many crunchy tacos I could buy from Taco Bell? <laughs> I didn't do the math, but do you, can you imagine? <laughs> Are you a crunchy taco person? I'm a crunchy taco person. Okay. I can be both. Yeah. Like, genuinely, I, I can be both. Yeah. If it's Taco Bell, it's a crunchy taco. crunchy taco. If it's Del Taco, it's a chicken soft taco. Yeah. Done. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. It depends on the, I think, on the filling. Because, like, a, yes. shrimp, a shrimp or a fish taco should be a soft... A soft taco. A soft taco. Yeah. But, like, beef or, beef. like, pork, I, I would yeah. let it crispy or tortilla. Yeah. Will. Anyway. The developers named in the suit also received gifts, such as private jet and chartered yacht trips. Ooh. In addition above to stays... Above deck? Hello. Above deck? <laughs> Australia? Hello? Um, in addition to stays in luxury hotels, while also getting better lease terms, and they actually paid market price on their rents instead of the inflated rates that they were charging other people. What? Mm-hmm. And this is all like this is documented in the yeah. Lawsuit? There's the the transcripts of the suit are available online. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But wait, there was a countersuit filed 
by the crooked broker, Alex Deitch, okay. who alleged that the current CEO of Mattress Firm, Steve Stagner, knew and encouraged these shady business deals as part of Mattress Firm's plan to dominate the mattress market and eliminate competition. Evil. With the plan for Mattress Firm being to have one store per 800,000 people in different states in order to, quarter, to corner 40% of the market. Wow. The broker also claimed in the countersuit that it was well known, a well-known part of the company to receive and give trips and exuberant gifts. Wow. Mm-hmm. I have no words. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a little bit on the lawsuit. Okay. Now, now, back to our friend Pooja and her lovely blog. Right. Why is Mattress Firm not actually laundering money? Oh. Mm-hmm. What? Really? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Um. So based on uh, Pooja Valera's um, research, market, ma- market, Mattress Firm's <laughs> gross operating margins um, and revenue are in line with its competitors, indicating that it's a legitimate business. And they actually included some stats. So for example, in 2016, sorry, operating <laughs> margins were 6% after spending 24% on marketing and sales compared to competitor Select Comfort, another mattress store. Mm-hmm. who had an operating margin of 6% and marketing sales expenses margin of 62%. So like the, so the amount, Crickets. so the amount that they're spending on marketing is like pretty much nothing. And Absolutely they're getting nothing. 6% yeah, of sales and the select comfort store is spending 62% yeah, that... of their budget on marketing. And they're only making 6% operating margins. Yeah. No, but, Mattress Firm's revenue is in line with other businesses. Really? Yeah. Like who? So with with Select Comfort. Oh, gotcha. For example. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And if it was laundering funds, clearly it would be overtaking all competition. That's true. Now, mattresses are a lucrative market already because of their large market price. So mattress stores realistically only have to sell a couple a month in order to keep the lights on and staff employed. Really? The four thousand dollar mattress I was talking about earlier. Damn. Imagine you get no, two, like, you get two of those it, purchases like, a month. Like it's it's like hard to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And lastly, the large numbers of mattress firm stores in one location are most likely a result of rapid expansion, and eventually, storms that are deemed to be underselling will probably be closed. Right. So I feel like they're always associated with like a a ghost town of like a super center. Yes. You know exactly yeah. exactly. Now, as of twenty twenty three, what is mattress firm doing now? Totally. Well, unfortunately, uh, hopping back to 2018, uh, Mattress Firm closed 700 stores <laughs> after, they All f- that for that. <laughs> after they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. No. <laughs> yes, the bankruptcy. Oh, shit. And one of the main competitors that I mentioned earlier, Casper, right. has sold hundreds of millions of dollars worth of product directly to customers due in large part to their limited consumer choices, which Mattress Firm is still finding a hard time competing with because really? they do have so many options. And okay. I mean, clearly, no, that's understandable. clearly yeah. it's one of those things that most people want to buy in the store. Yes. But you got to give it a test out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I mean, mat- like brands like Casper and like Purple and stuff, you yeah, can, you like can order it and online. then you can buy it online and then you and try then you it can, out for a certain yeah. amount of time. And then you but that's it such a hassle. True. You know, that's a rich person. Yeah, thing. absolutely. Which may be why they've sold so many of those $200 mattresses. That's true. Because it's like the average person's that's mattress. That's the average you know? person's I think that's what like... my mattress cost was like probably 300 Really? And it's so comfortable. Yeah. 
Your mattress is comfortable. And we're going to end on this note. I have to burp. Please. <laughs> no, I got to do this and it disappeared. Ah, fuck. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. Okay. Uh, company spokespersons reported that the business is restructuring to provide greater values to customers, as well as opening stores in new markets. Which I find hard to believe. When will they learn? <laughs> I find that hard to believe, given that they already have an estimated 3,272 stores across the United States. That's a lot of stores. Which breaks down to approximately 65 mattress firm stores in each of the 50 states. <laughs> That's too many mattress firm stores <laughs> in, in each state across the country. That's a lot of fucking that's a mattress lot. stores, that's right? A lot. Okay. I feel like that's like equivalent to the number of targets. And like that's valid because that's a necessity. <laughs> but like a mattress firm store, not so Target much. has everything, everything, including mattresses. Exactly. So do they? I think they do. Yeah? I think they do now. That makes sense. Crib mattresses. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so anyway. They may be filed for bankruptcy to okay. distract from the bribery scandal or to distract from the debts on the storefronts that they couldn't yeah. afford to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know you could still run a business after it I didn't know that either. was declared bankrupt. It's, it's a bit misleading. Yeah, I thought like that meant like it was done like, yeah. forever, shuttered. Because but... where are you getting that like equity? Yeah. Interesting. So what do we think? Do we think Mattress Firm is laundering money? Yes, 100%. Especially after all that evidence that you provided. Like, come on. Come Come on. on. The countersuit was like, oh, no, it's part of the company culture to give $200,000 watches. What was the um, retort of Mattress Firms? Like, on our highly populated street corners... Um, we traffic lots our of... Our convenient locations in highly trafficked areas keep us top of mind when it's time to buy a mattress. <laughs> top of mind! <laughs> Who fucking says Who that? Who says that? That's not even an expression! No. Top of mind? Money laundering. Allegedly. 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 But, I mean... But I... Like, based on all eye of... eye contact with me so everybody knows what we're saying <laughs> right now. I digress. Exactly. <laughs> I digress, dude. I and in my in my little brain, I'm pretty sure it's money laundering. Yeah, that should don't that should don't make no sense. I don't make Not no even sense. A little bit. It's part of the company culture to give exuberant trips to Europe. Yeah, and private yacht trips, private yacht trips, and private jets, and fancy and watches and diamonds, diamonds, bro. Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's so. Intense. That's the mattress firm. So that's the conspiracy that. theory. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I've learned so much today. It took me on a wild ride, I'll tell you what. Really? I was I was really baked when I was doing this in my room that. last night. And I was just like, fuck it, what the fuck? <laughs> I wanted to find pictures of like if they had like mm-hmm. the evidence of like right. the diamonds and the watch and yeah, the trips yeah. and everything, but I couldn't find it. But I feel like that's so easy to stage as well. Yeah. Yeah. So like even though they'd be like cool pictures, it'd be like, is this really like evidence or is this just some like bullshit like daily mail? Yeah. You know? <laughs> daily- <laughs> the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Oh, so God. yeah, that's that's right, the mattress conspiracy theories. Damn. Well, we took you to the Queen Mary. We took you to a mattress. Yeah, story, we took you through World War Two and to the recession. Into Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want to call this um, episode? What? The ubiquitous gummy bear. <laughs> because you said ubiquitous earlier, and it like stuck in my head for some reason ubiquitous ubiquitous it's and a good word we were eating gummy bear and like it won't make sense at all it doesn't need to it doesn't does need the grateful to. dead make sense no, no. but people love that shit 
and that's right. my take on the Grateful Dead. And as that's well. that on that. <laughs> okay, guys, follow us on Instagram, Onagrassy Noel, uh, Twitter, OAGK Podcast, and make sure to follow us on Spotify, Anchor, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay. And tell your friends. And tell your pets I said hi. Yes. Love Bye. you. Love you. Mean it.